It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to episode 422 of the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd. I'm 18 years saved, 16 years married, 11 years recovered, 7 years a father, and 36 years a nerd. And I'm Mo. A lot of things wrapped up in one small yet loud package. Your very own casserole of a co-host doing my best to bring the best. But one thing I'm not is good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I've small yet loud. I've been hilarious. Corrected today on the show. I'm good with it. As society changes, how do we handle the growing list of subcultures? Also on the show today, Matt is back on the hunt for the title belt. But first, today is Wednesday, December eighth, twenty twenty one, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. Today is National Brownie Day. Heck yes. Okay. Can I be real here? Be real. My favorite dessert of all time is a super fudgy walnut brownie. And surprisingly, I do not like to drink them with milk, even though that's usually my favorite thing to do with all desserts. I like to drink it with a glass of water. I know you've said that. And that's so weird because I remember that being mocked in a got milk commercial when I was a child. Yeah. It was some kid like breaking into like a brownie factory or something and eating a whole bunch of brownies right off the line. And then all it had was glasses of water uh, to drink. And he's freaking out because he doesn't want to drink the water. He wants to drink milk. And like that actually got me to try it with water the next time we had brownies. I'm like, this is good. I don't know what everyone was complaining about. (sighs) I mean, I also prefer to drink water with my brownies, but that is because I'm lactose intolerant. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this is like a actual taste preference for someone who loves milk. I get it. I get it. Also, you ruined the brownies by saying walnuts. I love walnut brownies. Mm -mm. You don't like walnut brownies? You know, I Oriel said the same thing. I wish I was with you until you added walnut in there. (laughs) I've... It hasn't been until recently that I've started to wonder if I have like, I don't want to say an allergy, but something to specific kinds of nuts because they will make the roof of my mouth like almost feel filmy, like, yeah, like waxy. Do you know what I mean? Are you following me? I mean, I know, I know the feeling you're talking about, mm-hmm. but I didn't know mm-hmm. that could be caused by mm-hmm. walnuts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> walnuts and pecans and um, pistachios. They all do the same thing. I don't know. It's weird. I can eat peanuts. I can eat almonds. I can eat See, cashews. My wife does not have an allergy to anything, but if she eats peanuts, it makes her cough. Like for hours afterwards. It's not an allergy. Nothing's ever inflamed or anything. It's, it's just, just like. intolerance. It's some weird. Yeah. It's like, I don't want that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. Mm-hmm. 
What else we got? Uh, oh, it's also pretend to be a time traveler day. Ah, I love it. I don't. It's dumb. What? And I hope that none of my students know that, that have, this is a day have a today. a little bit of fun. Pretend you're from the future when COVID is almost over. 20 years from now. <laughs> the world isn't going to be a thing anymore. Right? We'll all be taken over by those frog robots. <laughs> yep. Sad. Oh, man. I saw... We talked about... I think we talked about it at one point. But that uh, Paramount Plus has ordered four movies from from South Park. Like four South Park movies exclusively for their things. I don't remember talking about this. Okay. Um, they, well, the first one has come out. And okay. it's uh, called Post-COVID. Okay. I, I do not recommend you watching this movie. Um, but I, I did watch the first like 20 minutes of it just to see what it was about. Because when you start it, all the kids are grown up. They're like in their, they're like our age. They're like in their late thirties. And, uh, it, it started off just about that. It's like talking about, look, the pandemic's almost over. <laughs> it's been like 30 some odd years and they're still dealing with, still dealing with all this mm-hmm. yeah. nonsense. And, uh, that's, uh, what we're going to talk about here briefly because what this this wednesday first segment um, i don't wanna initially started as like let's talk about something that we don't have enough time to talk about normally but it has quickly become a let's let's let matt rant about something for uh 15 minutes so i'm not gonna go we don't have that much time (laughs) 10 minutes we'll do 10 minutes. no guys you got five i'm setting a timer guys go guys the world is is flipping out over this uh, Omicron variant that was found in South Africa. We are banning travel again. We are considering lockdowns and junk again. The UK is already starting to lock stuff down in what appear to be very knee-jerk reactions. We are being scolded (laughs) by the scientists who discovered the variant in South Africa. Because there has not been a single case yet reported of anyone with the Omicron variant being sent to the hospital or even getting severely ill. And we were told that it was a a faster spreading thing at first, and it's not that either. They have no idea if that is true at all. The only thing that we know about it is that it's affecting a few more children than the other variants, but it's still extremely mild if any symptoms at all appear. Easily treated at home like any other sickness, and the world is flipping out. I want it to stop. (laughs) Ditto. (laughs) I don't understand. Look, it's very possible. It's very possible this is going to be bad. It's very possible that it could be just as bad as Delta or whatever if it starts really spreading. But the fact is, we don't know that. The only thing we know is that they had a lot of cases in South Africa, but South Africa is not very, uh, it's not heavily vaccinated. It's not following most of the procedures that most of the world is following at the moment, or at least not at the right, at the same speed as we are. Like, and they're not really flipping out about it either. <laughs> so 
South Africa is not freaking out about it. And they have the most cases. We have like four, I think, at the time of this recording here in America. Four confirmed cases. And all of them are normal, mild cases. I'm pretty sure two people didn't even know they had it. So it's it's one of these situations where we're we're letting this become a, a a big overreaction it's like someone's it's like someone's not my mother the other day had someone come and knock on her door at 11:30 at night and uh, she has a ring doorbell and so what she did was oh gosh who could be doing that I woke her up she Turned on a ring doorbell, saw it was a neighbor from down the street, was still a little worried, like, why would you be here? But cautiously went, can I help you through the door? They said, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to come over this late, but your garage door is open, and I know you wouldn't want that open all night. She was cautious. She did it safely to find out what was wrong, found out there was a small problem and fixed it. Alternatively... She could have immediately called the police, yeah. pulled out a shotgun, blasted it through the door without saying a word, and destroyed her home and turned a pers- an innocent person into a piece of Swiss cheese. One of them's an overreaction. One of them is a cautious examination to find more data before we flip out. Be what my mother did. <laughs> Not what my mother could have done. (laughs) America and UK and everywhere else that's freaking out. (sighs) Just had to get that off my chest, guys. I'm sorry. Are you you feeling a little bit better? When I was... um, Feeling lighter. When I was a teenager, like like just out of high school, like starting college, I had a blog that quickly devolved into a very political, very um, social... Um, policy type focused thing. And I would go off on these rants for like, I I would spend all day posting hundreds of things. (laughs) And of course I'd be arguing with people online and all this kind of stuff. And uh, since joining like CR and since having, you know, my own failings in life and realizing, you know, just because somebody disagrees with you politically or socially or whatever, that doesn't mean you need to treat them like crap. Uh, because they they have their own journey that got them there, all this kind of really? stuff. I <laughs> I <laughs> I have kind of put that by the wayside. But every now and then, especially in these last two years, I just feel like I'm waking up in Cuckoo Town. How are how are how are ninety percent of the things that I see and hear from everybody? So far off base <laughs> from what reality clearly is. <laughs> like, we're not nutsoids. We're not crazy uh, QAnon nut jobs. We're not super liberal uh, activists. We're nothing. We're, 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 we're nothing. Very, <laughs> we're very, very normal non-crazy people. (laughs) We're nothing. We're basic white people, guys. (laughs) We just want people. I am extra. Stop freaking out. Well, you're extra, but anyway. Second of all, (laughs) I am also Native American. You cannot assume my race, my gender, 
for my level of humanity. Humanality. Exactly. It's a brand new word. Brand new word. My level oh, of basicness, man. Oriole says. Anyway, guys, <laughs> just just cool it. If it if you've been freaking out over the Omicron thing because of how, how the news is treating it, and how I'm getting a I'm getting a news report every four hours from our Amarillo stations on Facebook about new case of Omicron found in Colorado. Everybody, run for your life. If hold on, if you're gonna Shut do up. that, you gotta bring your hands closer. So the people on Twitch can see, because you were doing over here, and there's nothing. Just stop freaking out about it. Live your life. Live your life. This is uh, this is very clearly going to be the flu. This is very clearly going to be a every year we just have a new shot to get, just like the flu. Let's just jump into it, guys. Let's just start that now. Stop flipping out. All right. I'm flipping out. Yeah, you are. Let's take a break here. When we come back, I'm going to try once again to get to that title. Yeah, good luck. Stick around. (laughs) Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180. LTN radio. So this morning, one of my best friends and I went golfing. We were going to walk the golf course and play and just have some good time in nature and talk and fellowship, do all that stuff. And somewhere around like the eighth hole, you know, we're, we've talked about life and marriage and church and ministry and everything else, but somewhere like about halfway through, um, we're teeing up and he says to me in a very serious voice, Man, Ahsoka really is the most important piece of Star Wars. And I literally just kind of held my ball for a second and like, what did you just say? Because my best friend is pretty much a muggle. Like, he's an athletic trainer and he's a man's man and he's like a he has his own side carpentry business and does crossfit and you know all that stuff so he's, he's not exactly down with the nerdness and you know i had like serious conversations just ranting about you know how great ahsoka was and how important clone wars is and rebels and everything else and somewhere over the course of the last four months this dude watched all of clone wars all of rebels and all of bad batch and as we were golfing this morning he's like man ahsoka is just so important i don't understand how you can even remotely begin to appreciate the original trilogy without the prequels or without you know the animated series and i just kind of looked at him and it cracked me up because i shared my (laughs) very passionate beliefs that I got, you know, towards this. And I had no idea he actually listened. And Romans 10, 14 says, how then can they call on the one whom they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And the reality is my friend heard me talk about what I thought about Star Wars. And I didn't know he actually listened, but he did. 
And I just want to encourage you, don't shy away from actually sharing about Jesus because people are listening whether you know it right then or not. So keep talking. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And we've changed some things up for this new season, including what we record live on Twitch. Each week we record our shows the Friday or Saturday before with our friends on Twitch. Follow us on twitch.tv slash LTN on air to be notified when we go live and to join our Discord over at backrowdiscord.com for after the show discussion and even opportunities to be on the show yourself. Now, before we go any further, it's time for Mo's Fact of the Day. So you proved this fact to be 100% true. I proved it. Proved What? What did I do? Brownies are considered a comfort food Mm -hmm. where, when eaten, traditionally provides a nostalgic or sometimes sentimental feeling to that person Uh, eating it. I got that brownie feeling. Oh, that brownie feeling. All righty. Um, we're going to play a game. And if, if you're watching on Twitch or, or the YouTube show afterwards, you'll notice down in the bottom corners of our cameras, both of us now have a title belt. That's because I That's won because this bad boy. John dropped John the ball. At Survivor Series. I crushed him. Crushed gave you him. a little bit of hope. Crushed him. So now, now... I feel good in knowing that I have at least one belt, but I need to become Maddie two belts again. So it's not happening. I'm ready, but today it won't happen because today I have to earn that right. And we're going to try with a game of would you rather one of our favorites, one of the best always sparks some interesting conversations, but would you like to go first or second? Did I miss it? What game are we playing? Would you rather? Oh. <laughs> right over my head. I was really stuck on KY saying that she only eats her hubby's doctored brownies, and it just really... Oh, I thought that was implying uh, weed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's extra cocoa and chocolate chips. <laughs> Doctored brownies? I mean, that sounds like medical marijuana brownies. That's what that sounds like. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Am Uh, I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Uh, (laughs) You're going first. I'm going first. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. Would you rather (laughs) be homeless with only underwear or... Be wanted for murder and be on the run. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck kind of question is that? Those aren't even... Those aren't even similar. It's your very first question. Would you rather be homeless in only underwear or be wanted for freaking murder and and on on the the run? run. Mm -hmm, I would rather be homeless, I feel like. Okay. Yeah. 
52% Only 52% <laughs> said they'd rather be homeless than be wanted for murder and on the run? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm taking the victory, but I'm not okay with the results. 58,000 men would have rather <laughs> been wanted for murder and on the run. I guess I don't look good for... in underwear, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> wanted I'm for murder doesn't necessarily mean that you you murdered someone. You could be wrongly convicted. But if I'm on the run, then it doesn't matter really if I did it or not. Because sure, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm a, I'm a gonna get I'm in gonna trouble. I'm going to prison. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wanted for Stephen Ridley. Wanted for murder, but at least I got pants. <laughs> yeah. All right. Holy Would you cow. rather be only able to speak loudly? Hey, story of my life. Or be only able to whisper? Only able to speak loudly, or only able to whisper? Would you rather be Mo or be Daedra? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather whisper. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, 52% of people agree. Still, only 52. That's. Yeah. I mean, you'd be so obnoxious if you're yelling all the time. <laughs> you, you did that purposely, didn't yeah, you? I did. <laughs> you'd be so obnoxious. <laughs> what? Uh, all right. Would you rather never again use social media sites or apps or never again watch another TV show or movie? The first one. 57% agree. All right. There is hope. Hope for this world. Would you rather never feel cold again or never feel hot again? Ooh. That's a hard one. This is a hard one. That's this is a very, hard one. The, and the older we get, the harder it gets. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have... Yeah. There was a time where I hands down would have said cold. I would rather... No. I would rather be cold. I would have said I would rather never feel hot again. Yeah. You know, but... I think I, that's where I am. Mm, see, my muscles hurt now. My bones <laughs> ache. I go to bed at night and my feet are so cold that, like, I'm miserable. <laughs> I just want to cry. Isn't it sad? It is sad. You live a sad life. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say the one that I said, though. Ne- never, never feel be, cold? Never feel... No. Never feel Never hot. Never feel hot. Yeah, 53% agree. I'm crushing it. Uh, would you rather have to fart loudly every time you have a serious conversation or have to burp after every kiss? I mean, the first one is life already. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like that one, because burp after every kiss... And I'm assuming it's right after, like the is done and bleh, right in their face. Yeah. Nah. You would rather one. fart? I'd rather fart after in every serious conversation. Nope. Oh, how Fifty-seven percent would uh, rather burp after every kiss. Here's crazy. the thing. It, here's the thing. Hmm. Silent farts are a thing. Exactly. Yeah. Silent burps. Mm, not really. And exactly like you said, you said it's you know it's immediate after right. the kiss. Right. There's not even time for her to like turn away. Also, in in serious conversations, it doesn't mean it's just you and one other person. You could be in many groups having serious conversations. Who's going to pin it on you? Can I also say? <laughs> we have a lot of opinions about yeah. this. <laughs> Listen, there's something a little more disgusting about your breath stinking 
than your farts stinking. Right. You expect farts to stink. You expect you farts to stink. Yeah. You don't genuinely expect, generally expect, stank breath. Right. You assume people's breath is going to be good. You, uh, you assume good hygiene. Right. You can't hygiene your farts away. Like, there's nothing, nothing you can do. That I stuff's mean, happening on the inside. Eat, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I mean, yeah. I mean, but you can't can't scrub it. You can't brush your butt and <laughs> in, your, in your stink stinky farts ain't gonna stink anymore. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's the lie? Where's yeah. the lie? I mean, it's true. <laughs> all right. Are, are you ready? I love all of our opinions. On oh, that. there's an ad. Oh, ad. there's an ad. Everybody. This is actually a fun game. Have you ever played it? I, oh, where you like carve things? Yeah. A, yeah. Can we play the game? Not that game, but the it's, actual game. There's no egg. There we go. <laughs> there it is. I was watching for it. Jeez. How many have you done? I've done five. And we have two more. Yeah. All right. Would you rather only eat Mexican food or only eat Chinese food? Mexican. 51%. Oh, that's a close that one, though. very close. That was that was smart of you to just answer and yeah. not, like, ponder not, not on it. Not think about it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Would you rather stop using internet or live five years less? Okay. I'm sorry. I was thinking of that backwards. It sounded like they were both, like one of them would still be bad in the other. Like, I get it. No, I'm sorry. So either live life five years more with internet, without the internet. Without the internet, yeah. See, that's what I was doing in my head. <laughs> what you just said. I was putting them both together. Like two good things and two bad things. Okay. Um, or have the internet. No, sorry. That was the first one. I'm so confused. Or. I'm going to say. Uh, would you rather have internet five years less. and die five years sooner? Less. Yeah. Okay. Five years less. Correct. 56%. Okay. Whew. That was hard. It was difficult. I, I almost ran the gamut there, Mo. I got six out of seven. So. You got to do real good here. Would you rather sing like an opera star or cook like a gourmet chef? Cook like a gourmet chef. <laughs> uh, 74%. Wow. I really would have assumed it was singing. Like an opera star? No. <laughs> maybe like maybe like Christina Aguilera, but not <laughs> So hold on. Britney Spears was actually the first one that came to my mind. And I was like, no, Britney's the dancer. She doesn't, she sings okay, but she dances far better. Christina Aguilera has the better voice, but dances like garbage. So <laughs> then I started thinking it was like, you should have said Mariah or Whitney. Jeez. <laughs> See, Mo doesn't even need us for these conversations. She's got it all happening in her head. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Number two. Would you rather spend the night in a luxury hotel room? These are two good things. Or spend the night camping surrounded by beautiful scenery? Oh. Like this is positive, would you rather? Yeah, but what kind of people <laughs> answered? Like... <laughs> Making that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Come Matt, on. I don't it's not know. that hard. Luxury hotel room or camping in a beautiful scenery. I, okay, camping. <laughs> I no, it's not camping. It's luxury <laughs> hotel room. It's luxury hotel room. Luxury uh, your final answer. 
I'm gonna click no, it. No, <laughs> How is this the hardest one? I don't understand. <sighs> because if it's camping, it's still camping. Like, yes. is it in a tent on an air mattress? I can't think camping because I just assume camper camping and that that's great yeah i would do that because that's almost luxury hotel room i just don't have a maid to come in but with my luxury you ain't been in my camper you've been I've been in some pretty good nice campers good nice good nice good nice campers i'm saying a luxury hotel room are you sure <laughs> yes just go correct good yes. job <laughs> 53%. <laughs> Would you rather have more time or have more money? Why can't I have both? Don't make this me is think. Would you rather? <sighs> I mean, I know exactly what's the point what of time if I don't have money? I'm wondering, like, what, how that would translate. <laughs> more like, time, more money. <laughs> you, what, do, what do you mean by have more time? Does it mean, like, you live more years, or does it mean, like, you can have 26 hours in a day? Ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? If that's the case, <laughs> then I could make oh, more time. More time. Wrong. 58% said have if more money. If you have more time, then you can make more money. <laughs> uh, okay. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Great. All right. Great. Great. No, this is Oriel, here's where this it happens. Here's where it happens. Would you rather always have a pebble in your shoe or always have mud in your shoe? <laughs> I'm saying mud. Mud. Mud? No. <laughs> pebble at 66%. Mud is not painful. Right. That's what I'm thinking. But it's also gross. Like you're squishing it's gross, and yes, slipping. Yes, but it's not painful. Ugh. Ugh. And the pebble, you're not stepping on it every time, right? You can shove it off to the side of your shoe, maybe. No. On the top of your foot for a no. little bit. No. <laughs> because every time you take a step, your foot slightly raises off of your shoe. Off of the, like, the sole of your shoe. So what does that pebble on the inside do? You could just slide your Rolls foot then. Don't or... step it. Just slide it. Like it's a gimp leg. <laughs> <laughs> Gimpy leg. Well, you can do that with mud too. Just slide your foot. Slide your foot. All right. Well, you've lost, but let's continue anyway for fun. Uh, you have three more. Would you rather be held in high regard by your parents or be held in high regard by your friends? And I would assume. We've, we've had this question before. Do you remember? I don't. But I would assume that the opposite is true for both of those. If you're held in high regard by your parents, your friends think you're garbage. Well, yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. We've had this question before. I don't you it. answered it. I don't remember. Do you remember and what the answer was? I don't. And also, it could have changed. Yes, it could have. Because things keep getting yeah. answered. I'm, uh, I'm saying, I'm saying, saying <laughs> your parents. What did he say? 52%? Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I feel like I remember the argument being you can pick new friends, but you're, you're stuck, stuck with, with your, your parents. parents. <laughs> That's a good argument. All right. Would you rather live in first world country and be poor or live in third world country and be rich? I'm 
I mean, am I just kind of poor or am I poor? You poor. You po. You so po you can't afford the last two lettuce. First world poor. First world poor? <laughs> Not even close. Really? 75%. I want to know how many of these rich people in a third world country. know what third world <laughs> countries are actually like. And what it takes to be rich in them. <laughs> $20. Y'all? <laughs> and a hot sandwich. You rich. All right. Be famous for inventing a new deadly weapon or invent something that helps the world, but you don't get any credit for it. I mean, a deadly weapon doesn't have to be a bad thing. A deadly weapon is also a weapon of protection. But if it's a new one, I feel like all the all the good ones are already invented. You know what I mean? New one's got to be like a micro bullet that is actually a bomb that explodes from Stop inside. Stop talking. Stop talking. <laughs> You're going to give somebody somewhere an idea. Stop talking. Um, living robot organism that eats the host <laughs> takes over their body. <laughs> Zip your lip. Zip it. Lightsaber? No, dude. No, lightsabers. Oriole Lock in our it? Twitch chat is saying lightsabers would be good. Light? No. Do, can I know you we talked about this before. Can you, every single first timer with a lightsaber is losing an arm. Yeah. Like, have you ever tried to swing nunchucks? <laughs> I know you hit yourself within the first two minutes. Yep. If it's a lightsaber, you're gone. You're dead. You're gone. You're dead and gone. You're losing <laughs> at least one limb. At least. At the very least. Okay, I'm going to say more people said uh, the good person one. To invent something but don't get credit? Yeah. Okay. Correct. 58%. But they're wrong. <laughs> They're wrong for picking the good person one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I also want more money. <laughs> All right. Well, one wrong to three wrong. So don't, I need the paper. Don't freaking use it like five weeks in a row. Don't rip it apart. <laughs> Mo's upset. Mo lost it because I showed the scores on the camera. Here, you need to scroll up in the comments, please. Uh, why? What happened? Can we do scroll. it after we go to comments? Scroll. Oh, to yeah. Break? To, to comments. <laughs> to, <break. laughs> to comments. Now it's time for comments. <laughs> Let's take another quick break. When we come, uh, nope, that's your When line. we come back, we'll talk about how the world and the church's perception of the world has changed and how some gray areas might be destined to remain that way. Stick around. And if you want to know what we're going to be talking about here, go watch the YouTube video later. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Radio Matt, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. 
Today I'm reviewing the CW series 4400. 4400 is a story about 4,400 people who were abducted from different periods of time and then all dropped back onto Earth at one place at one time. Some have been gone for just a few years, some have been gone decades. Now they're back with no memory of their time away and slowly they discover that many, if not all of them, came back with a strange new ability. What's their purpose? Who took them? Why did they come back at this exact moment? We don't know how the CW will tell the story, but 4400 is a reboot of The 4400, a series produced by CBS Paramount and Sky Television for the USA Network that ran for four seasons between 2004 and 2007, and it was canceled partly because of low ratings, but mainly due to the strike of the Writers Guild of America that saw the end of several TV shows in its wake. I love the original 4400 series, despite the big cliffhanger it left on, which made me extremely excited to see a reboot coming that might finally tell the full story. I've watched the first five episodes, which is my usual requirement when starting a new series before giving up on it, and I'm sad to report I'm giving up on it. This 4400 reboot is obnoxiously heavy-handed with its social and political agenda. The original 4400 got political, but only occasionally and mostly in vague optic lesson kind of ways that you could take and apply to your worldview. This new 4400 comes in immediately with zero subtlety, the discussions, and blind acceptance of homosexuality, transsexuality, systematic racism, gender identity, etc. Which, I mean, it's fine. A lot of shows address these things, but this show's first five episodes is 75% this stuff, and only 25% of it seems to deal with the fact that they were abducted and returned with superpowers. It's low on the sci-fi and high on the, well, the CW. It also breaks you out of the realism that nobody seems phased by the gender and sexual norms of today's society, despite many of them being from several decades in the past. You'd think that some of them would need some time to adjust, but they don't. And nobody's against these societal changes either. Not one of the 4400, not even the religious ones, sees any issue with the social and political ideology presented. My review is largely focused on these things because so much of the story is. In the end, the show feels like it's pandering to half of America and trying to shame the other half. Instead of presenting an allegorical story, such as the original X-Men trilogy famously attempted, it's just adding superpowers to current tensions in America with no room for interpretation. When a show's message does the thinking for you, the show is assuming you're stupid, even if you agree. Bits of sci-fi fun stuff and good humor exist in this show, but not enough of them to make me want to trog through the rest to find them. I give 4400 3 out of 10 best time bars. This has been Reviews of the Nerds, and remember, just watch the original 4400. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Rainy Matt. And I'm Mo. When today's show is over, make sure you check out lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, other podcasts and videos, and a lot more. And if you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, even specifically with LTN Radio, please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization and your gift is tax deductible. This week, we're talking about gray areas, situations where the Bible may not be clear on... Uh, sorry, clear that on an answer time. or situations where our reaction is important to scrutinize. We've mainly focused on things we ourselves could do, but now we're going to take a look at things other people do and how we as believers should respond. So I want to start with a, a, a story that my pastor actually told this past Sunday, which uh, gave me a lot of love thy nerd vibes, which I liked. <laughs> uh, he told the story about how him and his wife were, um, they were on, they were heading to a conference, a pastor's conference or something somewhere. And in the same convention hall, there was a Comic-Con going on, a small Comic-Con. And 
they were outside and it was the very first time my pastor ever saw cosplayers. People dressed up in their elaborate video game character, you know, costumes Mm -hmm. or whatever else, anime, whatever. And he looked over there and said, and he asked his wife, what the heck are those? (laughs) (laughs) And she happened to know uh, from, you know, her teaching job or whatever, like she knew of a couple people that did this, you know, right. oh, that's, that's a uh, cosplay that they, they dress up as their characters and sometimes they act out, you know, things, but they typically go to, you know, comic conventions and stuff. And it's just, you know, it's elaborate dress up, you know, essentially. And my pastor found it so fascinating. And he said, the thing that I regretted most about that moment was that I did not have the time to go sit down and talk with them about what they're doing. Not in a way that I'm going to like, this is weird and, and you should stop it. Right. <laughs> God doesn't like this, but like actually learning about how they got involved in doing this and why they wanted to do this. And it turned his kind of perception around of, uh, because oh, I'm sorry, I left out a key thing. Uh, his wife said, you know, they're good kids. They just, you know, they don't, not like that. They just do this. You know, they're good kids. They just, they do this. It's fun. It's, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's uh, something they do for fun. And I, I think that that really inspired me hearing him say that because I'd never really had a conversation beyond the superficial conversation about what I do with love thy nerd Mm -hmm. with him. Uh, not for any purposeful reason. It's just never really dive deep into it. Right. But that mindset 10, 20, 30 years ago, not very common in the church. Mm -hmm. Anybody... I think the biggest boogeyman back then was D and D Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. You still find, I still find chick tracks that people cowardly leave <laughs> in random public places talking about how Dungeons and Dragons are going to send you to hell. Yeah. How, how <laughs> it's a game. It's not Satan worship. It's a game about dragons slaying dragons. How is that sending you to hell? If anything, it's an allegory for killing the devil. (laughs) But that mindset back then was anything that was off the normal path, the normal Christian path that uh, wasn't done in the church or under the guise of the church would eventually lead you to hell. Mm -hmm. And that is a mindset that I think we're still kind of struggling to get out of. Absolutely. Now we talked about tattoos again. We brought that up uh, in a previous one of these, I don't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday's Mm. show, but like I said, nowadays I know more believers that have tattoos than I know unbelievers. Yeah. I know more believers that have tattoos than I know believers that don't have tattoos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's becoming such a, a common thing. But again, 10, 20 years ago, you kind of, if, even if you got a Jesus fish, you kind of covered it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a, it still had that stigma around it that you would be judged for. Mm-hmm. Uh, people coming to the church dressed as skaters, punks or whatever, back in the nineties and the early two thousands, Made everybody uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, uh, I very briefly got into dressing like a skater, even though I couldn't skate. Uh, but I remember I would come to church in those big old baggy black, not Jinko jeans, but the ones that had basically the same kind of mm-hmm. girth to them with unnecessary straps and zippers all over it. And 
big dog ball chain necklaces and mm-hmm. all, like, spiky hair. Your wallet chain. Wallet chain, all that kind of stuff. And I and that was a big departure from what I started coming to the church in in my normal preppy clothes. And I remember getting quite a few looks and quite a few stares from people in the church that had known me for years. Right. But all of a sudden, what's going on with him? Mm-hmm. What is he getting into? I'm worried about his soul mm-hmm. kind of thing, which, you know, they were right to worry about it, but not for that reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that had nothing to do with my internal processes. It was like, hey, this is cool. I'm going to dress like this now. Um, and... Now, it is more common to see at least a couple people on a Sunday morning dressed like that. Yeah. And it's not weird. People don't treat them weird. For the most part. For the most part. (laughs) Um, So, we've also seen um, casual drinking. Mm Mm-hmm become kind of more and more accepted, especially among our reformed brother, brethren. They're, whew, they're all about that casual drinking. Uh, <laughs> but then we get to situations where it's not just about the, the look of the person. It's not just about the, the kind of outward appearance that we don't really know the inner appearance of. But we get to situations where there are people who are actively living in what we know biblically to be sin Mm -hmm. that want to come and be almost affirmed in that sin. Okay. Yeah. The first thing that I would think of would be people who are living openly in a relationship considered sinful, such as living together while unmarried. Mm -hmm. We, we, we know that we consider that sinful because that implies Sexually active before marriage, right? which is something that the Bible completely condemns and says, look, if you can't stop doing it, just get married. So you're not living in sin. Right. That's what the phrase living in sin means. But it is also more and more common these days that relationships start like that. We kind of started getting it backwards uh, in the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, started flipping from you get married and you grow together in a sexual manner to, well, you need to make sure you're sexually compatible. Right. And you're like, well, you would be if you started together Mm -hmm. because you'd grow together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But everybody started having premarital, well, I guess more openly, I'm sure they always did, but (laughs) people started more openly having third date intercourse. That became the thing. Yeah. On your third date. Well, that's when you try this out and see if you're compatible because you don't want to, you don't need a fourth if you're not right. That's a sad mindset, but that's the way most people live, even Christians. And so if we're in a church, especially a church that's like, you know, full of families and stuff, and there's a couple who's openly living together, openly having, you know, like, it's clear that they're a couple. It's clear that they're living like a married couple while not being married. Mm-hmm. But they want to be active in the church. They want to be leaders. They want to be small group leaders. They want to be on the worship team. What do we do? How far do we 
How far do we go in affirming them as active uh, members of the church when we know they're openly and even intentionally living in a sinful situation? I, uh, <laughs> I know the answer. Okay. I'm ready. I said that very confidently. I know the answer. It worries me that it's something that so many people question. And we've talked about this in the past, but do we shun someone who's living in sin, whether openly or not from the church? Heck no. Right. No, absolutely not. We no. You do not shun someone who is whose sin we can clearly see. Because if you're going to sh shun someone whose sin we can clearly see, that was hard to say. <laughs> you're going to shun um, someone yeah. who shun we can clearly, yeah. Then I certainly hope you're going to turn around and walk out the door yourself because you also have sin in your life, whether clear or not, whether obvious to the outsider or not, the truth remains. Yeah. You're sinful. Now, it's a process of, do we open up opportunities for someone who is living in sin, acknowledges that it's a sin and chooses to continue to live in that sin? Do we open up opportunities for that person to be a leader in some regard. No. Yeah. I don't think we can. Absolutely it's not. Biblically laid out. Right. Um, what leadership in the church is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. So in both regards, obviously keeping our doors open to everyone um, and then allowing them to serve in a leadership role, both scenarios, both actions affirm something. The difference is allowing someone who is living in sin very boldly, very openly living in sin to serve in a leadership role that affirms that sin that affirms their choice. Mm -hmm. Keeping our doors open affirms our love for them. And God's love. Mm -hmm. It affirms that you are welcome in God's kingdom, that he wants you to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people forget that, you know, Jesus said, come as you are. Mm -hmm. We all started off rough. Yeah. But the point behind that is that we're not supposed to come to church exactly as we are and then remain and then exactly yeah. as we are. Absolutely. The whole purpose of a relationship with God becoming saved, we then transform. Mm -hmm. We become more like him and less like ourselves as our relationship with him grows. Mm -hmm. So... Give it two years. Is that couple still living together? You know, they came to church in a sinful situation, very openly. Everybody knew it. 
But two years later, that couple is no longer living together. They're not even a couple anymore. Let's say one has actually gotten married. Do we then allow them to serve in a leadership role? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Things aren't black and white. There are areas where we have to sit down and go, okay, let's figure this out. Right. There has to be areas for, there has to be room for growth. Mm -hmm. And that's how it is for all of us. Um, and unfortunately it's the, the sins that are sexual in nature that get all of the focus. Right. Whether that be living in sin, pre-marriage, whether it be, uh, uh, I mean, I hate to say this, but it is still an issue. Single mothers are often treated pretty poorly yeah. in churches. Uh, women that have had abortions. If that information is out, sometimes treated pretty darn poorly. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, the, the topic du jour uh, of most Christians with this discussion is uh, homosexual couples. Mm-hmm. That's a really difficult problem, and it's a new one for a lot of churches. Homosexuality has been around for forever, but it has only been in the last couple decades that it's become more and more commonplace that there are people who still consider themselves Christians, and I, I still fully believe they could be, no problem, but are actively still living in a homosexual lifestyle mm -hmm. with no call to change mm -hmm. that they can discern. Mm -hmm. And some churches take that way too far in one direction where they're like, yeah, we'll affirm it all. And, and, uh, we won't even mention it as a problem ever again. And even our pastor is a, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, 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 eh. That's a, that's a rough area mm -hmm. for a church to get into, a, a difficult road to get down and almost impossible to get back from. But at the same time, most churches take it too far in the other direction. We don't want them in the door. Mm -hmm. And that's worse, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Uh, one of the stories that I think I've told on this podcast quite a few times is... Uh, when we were, when I was first running CR, mm -hmm. like it was the first year that it was handed over to, to you and me, mm -hmm. we didn't have a pastor at the time. And one of our deacons mm -hmm. was asked by a group of churches in the area, if we wanted to put our name and logo on this big full page ad they were putting in the paper saying that we stand against, uh, gay marriage and without talking to anybody he said yeah absolutely and so that Sunday big full page ad in the Sunday paper with my church's name on it taking a stand against an entire community of people mm -hmm. who need God I understand that the church itself can have the ideal that it's against gay marriage. I get that. Marriage is a Christian institution. I agree with that. But 
it's also a reality here. It also exists. And these people are real people. And these people are real people who need a real God, a real Savior, real Jesus. And if we as a church are going to openly, openly stand against them, because that's how they're going to take it. They're not going to take it as I'm against this policy. They're going to take it as I'm against this community. Mm -hmm. What are the chances we're ever going to see them come to our church? Especially as Celebrate Recovery, which I've met a handful of people who were living a homosexual lifestyle and wanted to be freed from it and Mm -hmm. came to Celebrate Recovery to find that freedom. And I don't know how that wound up for all of them because I wasn't through, I wasn't, you know, with them for the whole journey. But I know for at least two of them, they found freedom. Now, it didn't mean that that changed them uh, and their attractions and their, you know, what they knew uh, about themselves, but it did change their practices and their focus in life. It didn't just boom, they're straight now and they got married and they had two kids. It wasn't like that, but it was a change in their heart to be like, um, I am going to remain single as to not live in a sinful lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that is an incredibly sacrificial and inspiring choice to make. And we're throwing that possibility away just to put our name and logo on a thing that basically spits in their face for no reason. Right. I was livid (laughs) when that happened. Livid. And who knows what kind of effect that had on the people of this community. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to the list that you read last segment you know, the, the things that we need to ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it, I, that is one of those things that very easily, very easily could turn people away from God. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. see, they see their name. They see several churches names on an ad that directly speaks against them, you know? Yeah. You already feel defensive. Mm -hmm. You already feel attacked. Now you get to pinpoint it and say, well, this group of people who believe in this God hate me. Yeah, I'm never going to I'm never going to step foot in a church like that. I'm never going to associate myself with them. Right. Okay. That. What a huge huge wedge to put between the church and that person Mm -hmm. or that group of people. And the question always comes up, you know, as I mean, it always did come up. Can you be like a homosexual and a Christian at the same time? While I feel like you might be missing a point here or there, I still believe that yes, you absolutely can. You want to know why? Because I'm a Christian and a glutton at the same time. I struggle with food all the time. And most of the time, I'm not even trying to fight it. 
But sexual sin gets put up on this next level of importance in our minds because we consider it icky Mm -hmm. as Christians. And that's the bottom line. Like we said in the other segments, God wasn't really all that freaked out about sexual sin. He's like, look, if you're going to keep doing this, if you're going to keep having sex before marriage, get married. He knows this stuff's going to happen. Now, homosexuality, yes, that's an abomination to God. So is gluttony. So is gossip. So is all these other terrible sins that we do all the time without a second thought. Why are we singling out these couple things as the big deal breakers? We're all going to get to heaven with a miles long list of sins. Is that going to disqualify us from salvation? Could it? No. Of course not. God knows our heart. God knows we're going to sin. God knows we're going to be imperfect beings. That's why he had to send Jesus in the first place. That's why our sins were nailed to that cross. That's why God went to hell and stole the keys. We as a church, and I I honestly think a lot of this stems from our American sense of politics and us versus them, conservative versus liberal, yada, yada, yada. We have such an us versus them mentality that we are scared to open the doors to them Mm -hmm. for fear of what? That they're going to corrupt us? When we need to be loving to them? And that is the most important thing. Faith, hope, love, greatest of these is love. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Why do you think the greatest is love? Why do you think the Bible goes out of its way to point that out? Faith, hope, love, all amazing things. Faith is something that the Bible says you desperately need. Yet it says love is the greatest of these. Why do you think that is? Because you're not going to get to the other two without it. Love is the bridge. Love is the drawing in. Love is the open arm, the welcoming, the here is your hope, which will lead you to this new found faith. Without love, everything that we say And do is noise. It's nothing. It's garbage. It's pointless. Mm -hmm. God is love. We brush that off like it means nothing today. But it is everything. But we're comfortable. We're comfortable doing what we want and hanging out with only the people that make us comfortable. I'm guilty of it too. We all are. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be uncomfortable, especially in our churches. But we're called to have those doors open. And yeah, there's going to be gray areas and there's going to be hard discussions and there's going to be situations where... Feelings are going to get hurt or it's not going to be a right fit 
or those people might come in and actually cause problems. That's a risk you got to take. <laughs> We're going to brush off anybody that could possibly walk in these doors because we don't want to possibly have an uncomfortable conversation. I'm on my soapbox again, Mo. <laughs> I'm, I'm letting you. I think what we have to realize and what we have to be honest with ourselves about is that when we close the doors on certain people or when we allow our fear or our worry or our concern of what those people may bring into our church, we're limiting God. We're limiting the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. They're saying, don't bother with these. We are essentially being open and honest about the fact that we think God can forgive us of our sins, but he can't forgive them. Mm -hmm. We are being open and honest. You might as well just say the Holy Spirit can work in my life. He can change me. He can make my mess into a message, but they're too far gone. The door just needs to be shut on them. We're drawing the conclusions that these people already have hearts that are too far hardened. So God can't soften them because they're, they're too deep in whatever sin or whatever community they're a part of. Did you never feel too deep in a sin or an addiction or in a problem in your life before or after? Christ coming into it. Some of my worst sins came after coming to Christ because I was still a messed up person. Thank God I had people that didn't give up on me. Well, and I would argue that out of those two people, the person whose heart is truly hardened is the one who is willing to walk away from a potential brother or sister. That's the person whose heart is truly hardened, someone who can look at another person who Jesus died for just as much as you and say, you're not worth it. Yeah. Is it that you want to protect your little club or is it that you want to do church? Because church is much bigger than what we make it out to be. It's not the building. It's not the uh, mission statement. It's not whatever list of morality that you have concocted or, or built up as to what's okay and what's not inside these walls. The church is the people. The church is the heart of this faith. If we abandon what the church is supposed to be, to protect our little club, we're not a church. Mm -hmm. We're a social group. Mm -hmm. We're a bowling league. Well, then let's not forget that to go and make disciples, that requires us to go. Mm -hmm. That requires new people to come in. That requires growth. Once you feel complacent with your social gathering, your social circle, you're no longer making disciples. Mm -hmm. 
if uh and this this i'm guilty of this if you feel like you've done your missional duty of going out and making disciples because you give ten dollars to lottie moon every christmas <laughs> that's missions by proxy is that what you're doing that's not enough you personally actively need to go out and make disciples you actively personally need to go out of your way to show love show not just love but god's love to people in desperate need of it there's so many ways you can do that and none of them involve pointing a finger mm. so yeah there are gray areas there are gray areas and and it's going to be difficult and there are going to be times when you don't know what to do, either personally or as a church. But again, that's something we are called to deal with for the sake of the lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I will end by saying I think it's really easy to get into this rut, this mindset as Christians, there comes a time where we feel like the world is against us. And so we want to be against them. We want to push back. We want to show them, no, we're not the ones that are in the wrong. You're the ones that are in the wrong. That's not how love works. Right. On top of that, it, then creates this religion mentality of where we're doing everything right. We're checking off all the boxes. We're giving the $10 to Lottie Moon to make sure that we're doing our part in missions, mm -hmm. you know. Straight up, no frills, legalism. Exactly. <laughs> we're no longer having a relationship with Jesus because the, when we have a relationship, then that the Holy Spirit works in our heart. Mm -hmm. And when we do find ourselves becoming a little bit religious, a little bit cynical, a little bit agitated and annoyed, that's when the Holy Spirit comes in and says, you know what? Mm, let me remind you of who you once were. Mm -hmm. Let me point you towards grace so mm -hmm. you can point others in that same direction. Really, when you think about anybody else who you deem to be unworthy or below you as spiritually or as a person or anything like that. Your best frame of mind should be to put yourself back into your worst day that mm -hmm. you can remember. Your worst, most failure-induced, rock-bottom day mm -hmm. before you judge anybody else from that manner. Now, I'm not a fan of people saying judge not and using it out of context. But even in context, it's saying you're going to be judged in the same way that mm -hmm. you judge other people. And so if you are unfairly judging somebody who doesn't have your morality because they don't know Jesus, imagine if someone did that to you and turned you off of ever coming to Christ because they didn't want to have a difficult conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, gray areas abound. 
uh, that's going to do it with our week of looking at the gray areas in our lives. Hopefully, some of our discussion this week answered some questions for you, but we'll, we'll bet that some brought up more questions as well. We would love to know what you think about these gray areas. Join our Discord at backrowdiscord.com and chat with us in our Respond to Show section. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we'll answer an Ask Us Anything question from Twitch. Stick around. We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize thoughtful content. Visit lovethynerd.com for amazing articles and a whole network of podcasts. And follow Love Thy Nerd on Twitch, twitch.tv slash lovethynerd and twitch.tv slash LTN on air, where you'll find game streams, live podcast recordings, and more exclusive live interactive content. Back to the back row morning show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to answer a question from Twitch. Probably answer a couple here because we got we got KY we got going nuts in here with several different things. So yeah. let's 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 rapid yeah. fire some of these. Favorite ice cream sundae topping? Hot fudge. I like hot fudge. I need the whipped cream. I need the peanut bits and the cherry on top. I do like peanut bits. The peanut bits, they're good. But you can hold the whipped cream and you can hold the cherry. Ooh. You know what? I also mm, pineapple. Oh. Oh, oh, almost vomited right it's here. It's good. Vanilla Nasty. ice cream. Don't say it again. With Don't hot fudge again. and... Hot fudge and pineapple? <laughs> it's so good. I want out. <laughs> I want to leave this world. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Best stocking candy. Uh, Reese's. Um, uh, Chocolate orange all the way. Terry's chocolate orange. I don't <laughs> listen. We all know the story. I better be getting peanut butter M and M's in my stocking if I get anything else. I'm throwing a temper tantrum. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. But I like I put candy in the kids' stocking every year. But that like it is all dependent upon each child's preference. Okay. I get them, like, Topher gets Skittles, and Mila gets Sour Patch Kids, and Cannon gets Warheads, and then they each get a different kind of chocolate. All three of your kids are great. I know they are. <laughs> Thank you. Those are some of the best candies out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Best and worst car you've ever had? Um, I would probably say the best car, hands down, is a Chevrolet Traverse, although I do really like my Expedition now. Um Worst car? Uh, you don't have a particularly oh, bad car oh, in your memory? Ew! The Honda Odyssey. That was the worst <laughs> car that I've ever had. Uh, best car for me, I think, was my uh, 94 Nissan Altima, which lasted for another decade after I had it. Ran so well, had almost 300,000 miles on it, uh, did great. It's my first car, and I loved it. Worst car would probably be the truck that I had recently for the last, I'd say, five years. Uh, also a very old car with high miles, but the main thing that made it awful was the air conditioner was broken. And here in New Mexico, that's a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. 
but it also just broke down all the dang time. I hated it. Mm -hmm. And used up a lot of gas. I also thought that you said 90 Ford Nissan Altima. Like the year was 90. Oh, And no. you were saying Ford <laughs> no. Nissan Altima. And I was like, that, that. Most prized Funko Pop. I, mean, I don't have, have just one. Right. I have all the friends. Oh, you mean you, have, you don't have just one prize? Just, though? yeah. So your whole friend set? Yeah. Counts. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. Um, my... Or Lamar Jackson. Sorry, go ahead. Who's Lamar Jackson? He is the quarterback for the Ravens. Oh. Sports. Uh... <laughs> if I could get a Justin Tucker one, I'd really be happy, but... Gobbledygook to me. Uh, <laughs> my favorite one is actually it's actually a custom piece, but it is a it's a um, um, it's a Hal, it's a Green Lantern Hal Jordan, but it's like a projection version of him. So it's clear, but like with f flex inside, like shiny flex inside. Oh, it's yeah. really neat. It's like someone molded this thing. It's very heavy. It's very sturdy. It's 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 really cool looking. So it's That's a weapon favorite. and a pop. It really is. It's In the mind. heaviest freaking thing. Uh, but if we're going official, then I'm gonna stick with the uh, my favorite one, and I don't know why, because this isn't my favorite character, but it's just always been one of my favorite ones to have around, and that is my Reverse Flash uh, that came from the Dallas Comic Con in 2016, I think. Uh, they re-released it like several years later, and that made me, me and several other collectors very upset because it devalued ours immediately. Ours was worth like $400, and then they re-released it as a wide release, which they don't normally do, and it dropped it down to 40 bucks. <gasps> so, <laughs> wow. it's quite upset. Yeah. All right, let's do one mm -hmm. more tad tattle. Tattle. That's how you pronounce his name. It's not Tad Hall. That's not a, that's not his name. Tattle. It's pronounced Tattle. I learned that during Among Us this past week. Um, he said you could just say Tad though. <laughs> Tad. So Tad says, if you could be a Sesame Street character, who would you be? Okay, hold on though. I need clarification on this. Like a, an already existing Sesame so Street character. Versions. I would assume so. Yeah. Or, like, I come up with my own Sesame Street character. I lost it. Because if I came up with my own Sesame Street character, obviously I would be Mo from the radio. <laughs> Why aren't we calling you Radio Mo? I don't understand. It feels so so right. <laughs> radio Mo. Radio Mo. Mo from the radio. <sighs> uh, I don't know. Abby Cadabby. Abby Cadabby. That'd be perfect. I think. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'd be Big Bird, honestly. I mean, I feel like that's the personality I would have on Sesame Street. What? Who would I be? My favorite character. Oscar since the I Grouch? was a little kid. Oscar the Grouch? No. <laughs> the Count? And it's not. Never mind. Cookie Monster? No. Because I'm fat. That's what you're going to end up saying. That's what you're going to end up saying. When I say the character, you're going to end up saying Oh, that. so he's fat. Snuffleupagus? Yeah. Uh, Snuffy. I don't like Snuffy. Oh. Snuffy can go die. <laughs> Snuffy needs to go back to that imagination place he started in. He's not real. I have made 10-year-old Mo very upset. <laughs> Look at that. That's a very 10-year-old angry face. 
I also like Grover. I could be Grover. No, you couldn't. You're not Grover. You're nothing like Grover. You're more Hello, like, everybody! You're more like Ernie than you're like Grover. Boy, I sure am thirsty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie. Grover Ducky, you're the one. <laughs> squeak, squeak. You make my time lots of fun. See, I correctly identified myself with my Sesame Street character. You're living in some imaginary world. Okay, yeah, you know what? I might be Ernie. I might be Ernie. I might legit be Ernie. <laughs> She's always playing like tricks on Bert and everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You're Ernie. You're totally Ernie. Uh-huh. Okay. There are quite a few more questions in this list. I would ask that y'all save those for next time because that was that was a good one to end on, I think. <laughs> that may have been the best question, That's though. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Mo, let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Matthew 24, 42. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. That is going to do it for our show today. Remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave your review. Do it, and we will love you forever. And also, the podcast feed will offer a weekly highlight episode focusing on just our main topics for the week for those of you who can't commit to the full three hours. And make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. Tune in tomorrow morning for the Back Row Rewind, where we will bring you a classic episode of the Back Row Morning Show. We will be taking a few breaks over the next couple months, so shows uh, won't be coming out as fast uh, for the, the turnover into the new year. But we do have three solid weeks here in December that we're going to be bringing you shows. This week is over. We have two more coming up, uh, three new shows next week, and four new shows on Christmas week ending on the 23rd. So be there with us. But then we're going to take a big break because <laughs> that's going to be the end of our season. And Love Thy Nerd requires that we take a break <laughs> so we don't burn out. <sighs> but uh, yeah, we'll do all that. And uh, we want you to be there. And that's all I got to say about that. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.